What does your email inbox look like? If it looks anything like mine, it's 90% shopping websites that I've signed up for the discount, you know, the little pop-up menu, and says, sign up now for 20% off your first order that I never end up using. And now I'm ticked when they show up in my inbox every dang day. So what do I do? I of course ignore my inbox. And then when I finally get the strength to check it, I scan for the important stuff. The emails from my girl's teachers, the room mom responsibilities, the online bills, the neighborhood newsletter, and then I close it out until the next time. But on the flip side, as a small business owner, I want everyone to open my emails, except the stats don't lie. Nowadays, only 20% of marketing emails are opened. Clearly, no one is checking their emails anymore. Unless you still have that AOL email address. Then you do you, babe. You do you. It is time to reach your customers where they want to be reached. In fact, 75% of your customers prefer you quit using their email and they want you to use text messages instead. And how about this? 98% of text marketing messages are opened. If I'm doing my math right, I believe that's greater than 20%. Project Broadcast is the solution you're looking for. Keep your business in the palm of your customer's hand. It's personal, it's you, it's your business. Use the link in the show notes to receive 500 free text credits to start. I have been using it for a year now and I have seen a huge increase in my customer loyalty, my sales, and my customer engagement. Those are big business wins. To get those 500 free credits, go to www.projectbroadcast.com backslash question mark VIA equal girl boss rehab. The link's also in the show notes, y'all. Do you have a reservation? What's the name? Oh, yes, here you are. So glad you're here. I've been expecting you. I'm Tori Shira. But you already knew that, didn't you? Are you ready to fall in love with your direct sales business and purpose again? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Girl Boss Rehab. Hey, Girl Boss family. I am so thankful that you are tuning in again. I have got an episode for you that I was actually in the middle of doing some stuff. And I was like, uh, I need, while this is in my head, I need, I need to go sit down and talk and share this because I think this is something that our industry greatly, direct sales, network marketing, actually, I mean, I would even go so far to say that like businesses in general don't do good enough about this. The thing that I want to talk about is... I want to talk about when we get it wrong or when we don't hit the goal, when we don't get the quota that we were going for. I want to talk about our reactions to that and what we do, how we handle it, and who we tell. 
And I want to look at it from a standpoint that is not traditional. Let's get into it. Okay. So in our companies, in direct sales, we are instructed, given guidelines and goals that we select, right? Most of those goals center around earning an incentive or a rank or promotion within our company. In corporate America, for those companies, it's going to center around a, a financial goal, the bottom line. My husband's in sales. So every month he's got the quota. He knows what he has, what he's forecasted for and what he's going to finish at, you know, at the end of the month. Like, so everything is kind of comes down to numbers. And numbers are not a bad thing, but when we put too much intention and focus on those numbers and those things, that's when we kind of get in trouble. But what happens when, how do we react when we set forth a goal for ourselves, for our team, and we didn't hit it? What do we do? How do we react? Now, two years ago, personally, I would have... We would have hit a goal or we would have, let's say we missed a goal. I was, you know, shooting for a certain increase of new customers or whatever. And then the end of the month comes and then goes. And on the first day of the month, you look back and go, ah, we didn't make it. And while the whole team probably knew what the goal was or that we were going for a rank or trying to earn an incentive by the end of the month, it's almost like we don't acknowledge it, right? We we don't acknowledge it at all. We just go, oh, all right, well, let's go get them this month. And then either you go for the same goal the following month, the new month, or you kind of go, okay, wait, hold on. You reevaluate and go, maybe not this month, or we'll go for it here in 60 days. Or, and the adage says the goal doesn't change, just the date changes, right? Like you don't change the goal, the goal is still the same. You just move it out till you and you keep going for it. And I'm all for that. But what happens? When we are publicly in our team or in on our social media feed going for something and we don't make it, nine times out of 10, nobody mentions it. Kind of weird, right? Like if you're watching somebody go for a goal and then all of a sudden you see that the, you know, the second comes by, the third comes by. And there's not a congratulation post, a shout out post, or like, hey, y'all, we did it. It's great. You know that it didn't happen, but that person also doesn't come out and say it didn't happen. And we don't acknowledge it most of the time. Of course, there's always exceptions to every rule. But I want to change that. I want us in who are believers and Because I want not to throw a hot word being authentic out there, but I want people to see me fail. (laughs) I want, and I'm learning that more as I, as I get older and having children, I need them to see that I screw up. 
Because if they don't see that I screw up, if they don't see that I don't make all the shots that I'm going for, then they're going to assume that I get everything and that everything, you know, success is. They're going to have a false identity of me as their mom, as a person, and they're not going to understand the hardship when they're old enough, you know, when they start to be in the workforce or when they're going for a goal or when they set themselves up for with an intention to do something and it doesn't happen. If they don't see mom miss, if I don't come out and say it, then they're sure as heck not going to come out and say it when they don't hit a goal either. And sure, we brush it off like, ah, no big deal. You know, eh, we'll just get them next time. Or, you know, or that's what we tell ourselves. But we don't come out and say, hey, I was going for this huge rank by the end of the fiscal year and I didn't get it. And I'm telling you that because we think that that is bad for some reason. We think telling people that we didn't get our goals. We think that it's going to only discourage them. And we think that it's not going to benefit them or anything. Like, come on. I mean, so the two major companies that I have done network marketing with, you essentially, each month you had to earn, ranks were based on how many active people that you had underneath you. Some were, uh, the first company was how many active team builders, people who are actively working a business. And then now it's how many customers and referrals, essentially. You have to essentially re-earn that every single month. That's kind of the the direction you've got to go. So how often do we tell people that, hey, I didn't ring rank this month? Yeah, see, I was a team leader over here. But since only three of my team builders ordered... I'm actually now only a star team builder or a senior consultant because only one ordered. Or how often do we tell that to people? Being tired all the time is like a badge of honor now. Oh, you haven't slept in a full week? Well, I may have slept, but I wake up like I feel like I just got hit by a truck. And how many times do we catch ourselves scanning the pantry or illuminating the kitchen with just the light from the fridge because I want something. I just don't know what. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could hit an actual reset button on our bodies just like we do on our phones when they start acting wonky? Y'all, now we can. I'm not kidding. In three days, you can feel healthier and more confident. Reset helps you reimagine your health, remove the roadblocks, and reset your course for health. With this three-day nutritionally supported fast, AKA, you won't starve. You're getting 68 grams of protein. Can I get a hallelujah? You are resetting your metabolic system on a cellular level. There is not enough fitness classes in the world that can do that, y'all. Go to crazyfaithmama.com backslash reset and get yours today. For the first 50, you'll see a promo code to get 10% off. So don't wait. Time to press the reset button on your body. So I remember in the first company that I was serious with, with network marketing, I was going for a basically a leadership position. 
And for this leadership position, you had four months to qualify. And so the qualification period was finding so many people wanting to work the business and that many people placing orders for their own inventory, things like that. So you had to meet people and essentially production volume in the matter of the four months. And each month had a minimum, but then you had to have a total over the four months. So I went through this qualification period four times. Four times. I always had enough people. The production was where I lacked. That was my weak spot. And the last time that I missed... Because the three times going up, the third time, you know, each time I'm like, that's okay. It's okay. We didn't hit qualification this month. You know what? We'll restart and resubmit next month. That's okay. We won't, we, we didn't hit qualification. You know, we made it through these first two months, but we missed month three. So we'll start and do month one again for the first three times. Okay. It was always like when I didn't hit it, it was like, all right, that's okay. Dust off. We'll resubmit and we will do it again. When the fourth and final time and I decided that this was not going to happen and I was not going to put myself through it again. And really, it was a good decision because we, my husband and I were moving away from Baltimore at the time. So God had his timing all over that. But I did not want to show up to the weekly meeting, the first meeting after the end of the, or the first meeting of the month, because essentially I decided I want, I didn't make qualifications for that fourth time. And I felt like an absolute failure. I felt like an absolute failure. And I was like, I don't want to show up. Now, the person who was running the meeting, she was not my two, she had adopted me into her, her team, essentially. So I was not directly under her, but she called me up because I told, I texted her and I said, Hey, just want to let you know, I'm not going to be there tonight, you know? And she called me up and she goes, what's going on? And I was like, yeah, I'm just, I, something came up. I can't be there. And she said, all right, you and I both know that's a lie. Nothing came up. You know that this meeting is every single week. And let me guess, you don't want to show up because you're kind of embarrassed and kind of like, you know, like, Ugh, I failed. And you don't want to deal with it. Now, when somebody puts those words on you, you're like, dang, she's good. You know, like, how, how did she read my mind? But she knew. But it was at that point, man, I was like, okay. I was like, all right, yeah, spot on. I don't really want to go because I don't, you know, I don't want people's pity. I don't want people. I just, I didn't want to feel it. And she said, Tori, if you don't show up, how are people going to know how to fail and be okay? And I was like, um, but I'm not okay. And she goes, I know you're not okay. She goes, but do you understand that they'll never try if they don't see somebody else fail? Because they'll be too fearful of what happens if they don't make it, that they're not even going to try. But because you show up and show them, hey, 
I didn't make it and I still show up and I'm telling you I didn't make it. I'm not sweeping it under the rug. I'm going to address it. I'm going to tell you where my weaknesses were. I'm going to tell you where I failed was. I'm going to tell you also what I did good and the lessons that I learned. But I'm going to tell you all this. She goes, then, then that's what shows them that, hey, I can try and I can go for it. Because even if I screw up, I can still show up at the next meeting. Or even if I don't get it, I can still show up at the next meeting. But when we put on these airs, when we put on this false sense of reality for those around us in our businesses, in our companies, on our teams, that... Well, I rank every month and, you know, I don't ever have a bad month and it's great. And, you know, if your points aren't going up by 10% every single month, or if you're not growing your, your new consultants by 10% every month, or, you know, oh, I shot for the, I was going for this rank and I got it. But we don't tell them that we were going for that rank the three prior months or that we had been doing all of that. Then they're going to think like, they're not going to know it's okay to fail and to miss the goal. And honestly, it's not even failing. It's not failing at all. Because how do we feel when we look at... How do we feel when we read about people in the Bible? How do we feel about that? When you read about David having you know, a man after God's own heart, like that's a title to live up to. Like, holy crap. Like... I want to be a woman after God's own heart. Like I, I want to have that. I mean, all the Psalms that he wrote and all the, I mean, all the things that he did and, and, you know, defeating Goliath and all of that. If all I look at is that, and they didn't include the fact that not only was he an adulterer, but then he also had the woman's husband killed. Okay. And I mean, doesn't that give me like, okay, like if God can forgive that and redeem that and show that that is, that he still loves them and that David continued to seek God and chase after him. And, you know, he knew that he screwed up. He knew but he still chased after God and God still called him a man after his own heart. Like that gives me hope and that gives me encouragement. Do you realize, do you realize that Moses murdered a man before God even called him to save his people out of Egypt? Isn't that insane? Why do you think that that is? I mean, it is, it's because we are supposed to be transparent in our sins. And this goes to the same thing for our Christian our Christian lives. When we live our lives on social media, and I'm not saying air your dirty laundry on social media. What I am saying is when we present ourselves in a highlight reel every single time and not the humility of like, hey, I screw up just as much, if not more than you do. I'm not better than you then people don't want... They think that being Christian is unattainable. They're like, well, they look at all the rules that they have to follow and all the things. Not that, that's, it's ridiculous. Yes, there are boundaries that got put in place for us. But one, those are because of... Is to keep us safe 
and pretty sure I've talked about that earlier in another episode. But the fact is, is that if they don't see that every day we have to ask for forgiveness, then why on earth? Or that we don't acknowledge things. I mean, the world loves it. They love it when a Christian leader is caught sinning. Oh my gosh. And then you know what Christians do? Most of the time we act like, oh gosh, that's embarrassing. Oh man, if they hadn't gotten caught. I mean, there are well-known pastors and preachers that come into churches and give incredible sermons, have changed people's lives and have led thousands, I mean, thousands of people to Jesus. But then all of a sudden, for example, they die and then all their dirty little secrets come out. And then because all their dirty little secrets came out, it's everything else is tainted. But it's because even the Christian community somehow, for some reason, decided to put this pastor on a pedestal thinking that they were absolutely perfect and not a sinner, just like the rest of us. Part of that is on us because we do have to realize like the person who is standing on stage at my church, he's a pastor. Yes, he has a pastoral degree. Great. He's studied the Bible a lot more than I have. Yes, he has. Does that make him any better than me? Not at all. He sins just as much as I do. He has just as many temptations as I do. If not more, because the enemy is after him more, probably. I mean, like, y'all, let us quit hiding the failures, the sin until we're dead. And then when people come back and go, oh, gosh, that was embarrassing. I have decided I want to leave it all out. I don't want to die whenever God takes me. I don't want to die. And I don't want my children to find out things, my sins and my failures, not from me, but from some other people. Because I know they're, I know they're out there. <laughs> there are people that can tell stories of all the times that I've screwed up and sinned and gone completely away from God. They are out there and I know it. But you know what? When I say, hey, guess what? This is how I failed. This is where I screwed up. This is my weakness. These were the temptations that I did not overcome, but I am forgiven because I've asked for forgiveness. God has forgiven me. Like this is where, like that, that takes all the power away. Like Satan has such a big power when we feel like we have to hide things, minimize things, when we fail, when we screw up, when we're sinful. Like, again, don't put your dirty laundry out on social media, but also quit highlighting the highlight reel. Be real, folks, because that's that is what people are missing because we're too embarrassed to talk about where we sin, where we struggle. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. Because if we think that if we're the only ones, he's isolating us. He's not. It loses power when we speak to it. It loses complete power when we've asked for forgiveness and we've shared it so other people know about it and going, oh, wow, you struggle with that too? Don't hide things away. Don't sweep the stuff under the rug. If you've lost rank, if you've gone backwards in your business, Tell your team. 
I mean, you don't have to highlight. I mean, you don't have to be like, hey, guys, guess what? (laughs) We're going backwards. But you can just say, hey, I just wanted you to know this because I don't know if you ever think like, oh, you know, like if you think that I'm always, you know, hitting my rank every single month or I'm, you know, like, hey, I miss rank too. And I get, I re-rank, but it's an up and down journey and we're in this together. And so when you lose points or when you lose people, I, I lose them too. Or if you're the one that's going for a big goal and you miss it, have that conversation with other people. Man, I really wanted this goal. I thought we were going to hit it. We didn't. It's okay. This is what I learned. This is what we'll do better. You know, I'll do better next time with this. These were the really good things that came out of it. When I evaluate it all together, then I'll let you know when we're going to go, you know, what the next big goal is. That is respect. All right. Well, I hope that this encourages you. I hope that if there is something that you have, a goal you've missed, incentive you've missed, something that you wanted to earn then didn't, I hope you share it with somebody today that is on your team or to encourage them, to let them know of all the goals you haven't made. That way they have the strength to go, oh, all these people that were like running for all these things, they didn't just get them on the first time. They try, they had to try over and over again. Or like, we don't have to make this business look good. We don't have to sugarcoat it. There are some really sweet perks that we get automatically, but there's also hard work that you've got to do and there it's not going to be perfect. You got to learn how to miss a goal. You got to learn how to screw up. You got to learn how to ask for forgiveness. You got to learn how to say, I'm sorry. And that's, that's what people resonate with. That's what people want to see. GBR family. I love you. I hope you are having an incredible week and know that I am praying for you and I will see you here next week great session today. I'll see you back here next week. In the meantime, be sure to follow the real dot Shira on Instagram. And if you have any questions between this week and next week's session, be sure to email me at girlboss.rehab at gmail.com. And remember, God already factored in stupidity when he assigned us our mission and purpose.